live from Vanguard's snow-covered half-pipe. It's a good time for that. It's the ESG Industry's only weekly woke data podcast featuring BS man Matt Muscardi and me in today's earthy, saucy gelatin called March 8th, 2023? Yeah. 450,000 International Women's Day headlines, Florida fun facts, and a word from our sponsor. Matt, our show today is being sponsored by S-Gage, your ESG data solutions provider. Wow, really? We have a sponsor? That's amazing. S-Gage, thank you. Actually, to be honest, these aren't really International Women's Day headlines. They're headlines about women that I'm talking about on International Women's Day. So I'm going to be <laughs> How come it's a only a day? Clear. It feels like every day is International <laughs> Men's Day. I'm just happy that it fell on our kind of our ESG data, work data day because it just sort of makes sense. The one day, yeah, that's true. The one day Vivek does not listen to our show. <laughs> is he what does he think about International Women's Day, do you think? <laughs> I think he throws up in his mouth a little bit. <laughs> you don't think he he's like out there being like what about International Meritocracy Day? Well, you know, I there is a there's a there's a section later. There's an article about uh, what 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 is this article? Um, five things women leaders want gone from business on International Women's Day, and there's one that that sort of roughly addresses Vivek and his bizarre meritocracy. Really, bullshit. I'm yeah. excited right. now. Let's do, let's do this thing because you just got me excited for women. Ah, uh, Matt. Before I get started, I want to honor the most powerful corporate female dictator in the United States. Ooh. That is the founder, CEO, chair, barista, crossing guard, librarian of United Therapeutics, Martine Rothblatt. Yeah. Woo! With 71% influence, according to our data. She she really kicks United Therapeutics butt. And you know... It would be uh, the crowd loves her, yeah. But I would be remiss if I didn't mm -hmm. say that. Shut up, crowd. Yeah. Vivek would be really disappointed with this because what? Martine mm -hmm. is a trans woman, correct? Okay, but yeah, a woman. It's a woman. woman. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Later, I'm going to talk about Ron DeSantis. Oh, God, stop! <laughs> Don't take away my fun, Matt. Out of all the U.S. companies we cover, which is roughly how many? Do you have a top of your head? Uh, all of them. All of the companies we cover? Yeah. 9,000. Oh, U.S. US? is 2,700. U.S. There are only only 24 female dictators in the U.S., and that includes uh, Jessica Alba. I think they're former, booing the 24, not Jessica Alba. I think they yeah, like former, Jessica Alba. What was she? Actress? Former yeah, actress? Yeah, she was an Jessica actress. Jessica Alba? She, yeah, she was an actress, right? And only 16 of these women without any kind of family dynasty nonsense. I only, know. 16, only 16 women in the United States are dictators of companies like people like Mark Zuckerberg, for instance. Only 16. You were really upset. We've been really upset today. Let's not get into it. One of them another show. is, yeah. Is all right, let's, get to the, let's get to the headlines. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. These are all either mildly depressing... Or full, full, fully on depressing. Full on depressing. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, the push for corporate board diversity has slowed 
with women and minorities getting a smaller share of new seats. Uh, 40% of new seats went to women, down from 45%. Uh, 34% went to racial or ethnic minorities, down from 41%. I guess they're getting bored of all this. George Floyd died a bunch of years ago. No one cares now. Uh, and and part of this is here's the reason is that the share of seats going to first time directors fell to thirty two percent. Ah, that's down from four, just forty three percent just the year before. So that's a big difference. It's a Look, big deal right there. You can't yeah. recycle all. The reason the numbers go down is there's just not enough people who are available to recycle yet. You just got to wait for them to become available. Next headline: Women. Named executive officers earn less than men when it comes to pay. The S&P 500 women in the C-suite earn just 82 cents for every dollar earned by men. Uh, Another way of looking at this, another way of quantifying this is that over 10 years, the cumulative difference in pay here will amount to $152 billion. Yeah, but they don't merit that money. Uh, women still earn about 20% less than men overall. This is the gender pay gap. Uh, here's well, some stats. Uh, look, they're doing uh, yeah, better right. in the S&P 500 because it's only 18% 18 less. cents, that's true. <laughs> in the U.S., actually in the U.S., it's the same, 82%. So that's 18 cents in the U.S., same. Canada, 12 uh, cents per dollar. Well, that's something. Uh, Europe fell to 13%. How about this? Kenya... 27% in Japan. Uh, women in Japan earn just 65% of what men earn in 2022. <laughs> 65%? Even worse than Kenya. Not that Kenya should be uh, worse or better, but even worse than Kenya. I mean, Where it's well, this 80, is 73%. Yeah. This actually reflects like the data that we built, right? Because what we mm-hmm. built was influence and power. And right. what we find is that on average, there is a 16% power gap between the percentage of women on the board and the percentage of power that they have, as in they have 16% less power on average. So if you even look at this number from a power standpoint, they're getting 82 cents on the dollar, but they actually are, are getting less influence than that. So they're getting overpaid. That's, that's if you think of it that way. Oh, ouch. (laughs) Uh, this is the most depressing episode we've ever had. I know, but I'm just I'm just covering all the all the ESG uh, rele- relevant ESG data here. How about this? Um, Danish companies saw the highest increase in women on boards, from 35 percent of board seats held to 42 percent. Danish women kicking butt. And, what do you think about that? And Danish Denmark women. is one of the places where the pay the power gap is the largest. Is that right? That's true. Yeah. So it's all fake. Just like that show I love called Borgen, which features a female prime minister. It's all just window dressing. Yeah, I don't know what that show is. It sounds fake also. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Uh, Gender pay gap could cost the world economy $7 trillion, according to a report from Moody's. Okay, I'm going to say that that doesn't sound like a merit-based research piece. How about this one? This is an interesting one. Speaking of Vivek, this is from the right-wing prime minister out of Italy. She, she, Giorgia Maloney, right? She's a right-wing prime minister from Italy. She wants to see a woman at the helm of at least one of Italy's state-controlled companies. She says, quote, 
The real challenge is to have the first female CEO at a state-controlled company. It's one of my goals. Two things, Matt. Uh, how would Vivek feel about that? And secondly, why is it such a challenge? Like, she's the prime minister. Why, uh, state control company. I mean, like, why can't she just pound her? You think she'd just be able to like, rubber stamp it? But no, that's a challenge. Um, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, she also she's also isn't she like deep into like Harry Potter or the Lord of the Ra- Lord of the Rings or something? Sure. I, I, I should you, say yes. You say. I'm only saying that because it does seem to be like some sort of recurring pattern. Like Peter Thiel and the Palantir. Like Uh Lord of the Rings is like a secret far right love. Is that right? Is it true? Palantir is a a thing out of the Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Um, Peter Thiel is an avowed, like his, the name of his, some other company that he started was about... um, the Lord of the Rings. He's like a. Oh, big yeah, it Lord was of called. It's called Hobbit Incorporated. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah. Uh, how about this headline, Matt? Gender equality won't be achieved for another three hundred years at the current pace of progress, according to the UN Secretary General. Three hundred years. <laughs> that, but the, but the good news is it makes twenty fifty seem cooler again, right? Because. Like, because think of all the things we're going to achieve by 2050, but 300 years, that's 2323. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's a great year. <laughs> finally, it's something to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, but again, Vivek would roll his eyes. Yeah. Uh, women make progress on corporate boards, but C-suite gains are scant. This is the one that always, we were talking about our data before, and this is the one that still makes me just nuts. Uh, so... In 2021, women made up 15% of all S&P 500 named executive officers. Their share of these positions grew just six percentage points over 10 years. (laughs) Wow. I mean, you know, and and a number we always talk about too, female CEOs still hovers at around 6%, barely two percentage points higher than 10 years ago. Despite great gains in uh, in board seats... where in the Russell 3000, they're up from 16% in 2017 to 28% currently. That The executive role, nothing's happening. And that's maddening to me. Well, Absolutely let me ask maddening. you a clarifying yeah. question. How much influence does the board have on pushing management to, to, to actually like increase their talent pool? Ostensibly, I look at the role as being sort of a 50-50 proposition. I, you know, I write the management represents 50% control. The board represents the other 50%. They, so, I, so what, but so I what don't know. Really, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that so question. So if you've added a whole bunch of women to the board, but not yeah. given them any power, no, no any actual power, yeah. then you would not expect the trickle down to happen, right? Like you wouldn't no, because expect. The, right, because. Because the management will just, they'll chuckle. They, 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 they pat the women gently on the head and say, that's cute that you think that you're talented and you merit positions anywhere. But I mean, your jokes and your humor are gross, but they yet, yet they represent an unfortunate reality. The, I mean, this is like the crowd doesn't think it's the, gross. The, the glacial progress here is, is disgusting. I mean, I, w- there should be a lot more anger focused on this this alone, I feel. I feel. I, I look. Feel. The big story of twenty twenty three. I feel like should be that um, the the power gap. It should be. Can we stop counting the number of women and understand the power that they wield? And then we'd be outraged. Here we go, Matt. My last uh, article for International Women's Day. This is a good one. I like this one. You're going to like this one. Five things women leaders want gone. 
from business on International Women's Day. Ooh. Okay. I like this. I like these. This is an interesting list. This is from Fortune, Fortune Magazine. Why do I call it magazine anymore? Is yeah, there, there still are no magazine? magazines. <laughs> I don't know. I'm old. Uh, the first one is called The Missing Stare. Oh. I like I've never actually heard of this term. I like that term. It says, every worker knows too well the missing stare, that's S-T-A-I-R, in their team. It's that offending person who newcomers are warned about in hushed words during their first week. Okay, I don't like the term as much anymore. Do you think you've ever been the missing stare? I mean, I hope I have. No, been at I least know once. I I know I haven't. Um like oh, I was stop. annoying. They the, the hushed conversation about me on teams was like Matt will talk a lot and never act shuts like a up. Diva. He just uh, he won't shut up. But but mm-hmm. like it was never anything that like the women leaders were were like quietly talking about how I was mansplaining cuz I don't mansplain, I just talk. So there's a quote. I think that's what I tell myself as I get. There's a quote in this section uh, where she said (laughs) one participant in this report says, I want to see the opposite of diversity and inclusion. This is where we talk about Vivek, right? Yeah. She says, I want to see the opposite of diversity inclusion because every company and industry is making the same mistake. It's not about bringing diversity and inclusion in. It's about kicking the sexists misogynists, racists, ableists, ageists, homophobes, and transphobes out. Wow. I like this. Right? This is a whole new way of quantifying this problem. That no? means, though, this we, shuts up Vivek. We've been doing it backwards. We need to measure sexist, right? misogynist, I, racist, I, ableist, ageists. I love this. I, like, I don't know how to measure that. How do I measure that? Oh, you know. You know it. You just I know. I mean, I know, you know when you meet the know. person, you're like, that guy. But, like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, you've just described the like white men mostly. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> the second thing uh, women leaders want gone is fake flexibility. They're talking about remote working, four day work works, et cetera. They're just they want actual flexibility. Okay. Yeah, I used to tell the women I worked with, don't tell the the companies that you are going to work a four day week. Just work a four-day week yeah. and don't answer emails, say you're busy one day. Yeah, because the problem that they're referring to here is that, that despite companies embracing a four-day work week culture, there's, workers are still expected to do the same amount of yeah, work. Yeah, you do the same yeah. amount of work, and they punish you when you yes. actually work four days. So just and it, and appear busy for the fourth day. And who they're punishing m- mo- the most are women, women. because women yeah. have a, an inordinate amount of uh, duties outside of the office, whereas men just sit around on the couch. Yeah, well, speak for yourself. Or drink at golf courses, I suppose. I wish I golfed. The number three thing they want to get rid of is gaslighting. And specifically, they're talking about gaslighting, which typically comes in the form of NDAs, right? Performative exit interviews and biased performance uh, reviews. I mean, the other gaslighting, I had somebody tell me um, that they would get trained as part of like gender or diversity training, leadership training every single year. And at some point, someone said, when are we trained? Right. Like you've given us the same kind of training every single year f- to make us ready to be a leader and you never make us a leader. That that's the, yeah. yeah. The article mentions that it mentions all the bullshit webinars, all the, yeah, exactly. All the, all the nonsense, like uh leadership 
uh, yeah, courses. Like powwows in which the diverse people all sit around with each other and talk about how they can be ready to be leaders. Another example of the gaslighting is expecting female workers to solve women's issues like the gender pay gap or inequality in the C-suite, where to your point, Matt, uh, statistically, women don't hold the positions of power, so they're they're asked to solve something that they, that they can't possibly uh, have any power to solve. It's the worst. This is the worst article I've ever read. Well, I'm sorry, but you know, let's let's let's, let's honor something other than. This makes me sad. Keep going. Okay. I want to feel number four uh, thing they want to get rid of. Uh, want gone. Uh, uh, oh, menstrual and fertility taboo. Stigma oh, follows women throughout their career. Never gonna oh. happen. From menstruation to menopause to even uh, pregnancy, yeah, not gonna not gonna happen. As they actively restrict women's health access, there, it's just well, that we're not. Well, gonna here's one way. It. Here's one easy way: uh, statutory leave after a miscarriage. Yeah, I, but every time this That's look, an easy one, to, easy, look, easy, in a, easy. You, enact okay, that right now. So th- let's let's let we can play act. Five yeah. men in the C-suite sitting around when yeah. uh, the, the woman who's usually the chief of marketing or human resources comes in. Then she has to say, I just had a miscarriage. I'm going to take leave. And they all sit around while she's gone being like, I don't get leave for a miscarriage. I don't. This is stupid. Like, this just seems well, like an excuse not to work. Don't forget Number one on this list, Matt, we're going to be getting rid of, we're going to be kicking out the sexist, misogynist, racist, ableist, Oh, ageist, that's right. Trans. So oh, maybe right, those, right. So we're going to shrink that I think that you got population. to do that first before you get to this well, one. Well, yeah, that's number one on the list. And finally, uh, this is the interesting one. This is this one pertains to us. Uh, the, f- the fifth thing that women leaders want gone from business on International Women's Day, gendered prefixes and associations. There was one resounding bugbear among the hundreds of CEOs that reached out to Fortune, and that's the unnecessary use of the word female. Personally, wow. I'd rather not be referred to as a female founder or a female CEO. But, Matt, I will say this because, you know, we use these terms regularly. Sure. Um, the article also gave a pass to free flow and business pants because we're we're talking about it in terms of data. Uh, well, so we're at, okay. Look it's at, okay with us. Also, we are equal opportunity. We say male founder. And male CEO all the time. Well, you know, I don't know that we do enough of that. Actually, I do that all the time. Like I've, I so write got, down all the time. Like this is the we male. We got to make sure. And this is the. We got to make sure we hammer that. Yeah, I mean, we good, do. It's a good we point. do inordinately, inordinately make fun of white male. Yeah. Executives, yeah. but still, I want to. We need to. We're on we safe-ish sure. ground. Let's just say safe-ish. Yeah. No, no. The article specifically said that. Oh, we good. Have a pass <laughs> because again, we're not. We're not. We're referring to female CEOs in the in the scope of uh, presenting data. Like seven percent are male or male CEOs or whatnot. You know, eight percent are female. Can we just say International Women's Day sucks? (laughs) It does suck. All right. (laughs) Uh, Here's my segue to you, Matt. Uh, Bank of America CEO says we are capitalists. Oh wow! As anti-ESG critics gain steam. CEO Brian Moynihan said this to uh, to shareholders this week. I've sometimes been surprised to be asked, "Are you a capitalist?" Oh wow! He said he answered, "Yes." 
That's that's my handoff for your woke data war update. Oh, Brian, I'm glad you clarified that. Speaking of capitalists mm-hmm. and speaking of women and diversity. Oh no. I'm gonna fuse the two oh. in the least capitalist diversity segment ever. In yeah. honor of International Women's Day and the current Spe- anti woke legislative session unfolding in none other than Florida. Oh, I have the ultimate Ron DeSantis Florida diversity is woke and full of women update for you. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I, I mean, kind of not, but yeah, I'll, I'm going to listen. All anyway. right. Well, I feel free to weigh in on any of this is DeSantis's legislative. Here's my, here's my general weigh in before you get to the list. Okay. Is that uh, I, when they make the call that new England is succeeding, seceding from the U S yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think most of us are at this point. Okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. New England. Um, Who do I call? By, by the way, who who runs New England? Who do uh, I call? It's not Bernie Sanders. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Massachusetts. Somewhere, maybe it's like it's Big Poppy. Maybe he probably runs New England. Oh, it would or, be. It would have been Pedro. Big Poppy was yeah. like ten years ago. So congratulations okay. anyway, on ahead. being old. Um. Uh. All right. Here's his legislative wish list. Um. Concealed oh. carry without a permit or training. Sure. He's, a, he's With, all about without training. No training. No permit. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, defunding education through school vouchers. So he's proposing to okay. ex- increase school vouchers and make them applicable to homeschool, sure, charter schools, every religious school. So mm-hmm. effectively, he's going to take all those people and funnel them out of public schools where they get. What educated. if it was a? Fr- what if it was a free float bland, bra- uh, branded like ESG school? Yeah, he, he wasn't. So Prager University actually fits this. Mm-hmm. So you can take the school voucher and spend it on Prager University, which I don't if you don't know what that is. Dennis Prager. Yeah, it is the anti-ist of anti-woke. Vivek, Vivek of did a, okay. a like a video for Prager about like woke okay. capitalism. So you effectively indoctrinate your children in anti-woke theory and just like hate rhetoric. I like it's, there's hate. nothing else on there. It's just yeah, it's just a textbook full of Dilbert cartoons. <laughs> That's basically what it is. He wants to allow the death penalty without unanimous juries. So it could be like Oof. a f- five to four decision. Like, like uh, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I sure. Mean, just kill, kill him. It's kill close him. enough. We're close. Yeah. Um, he wants to lower legal standards for suing the media. Obviously. Uh, that- that's troubling. I mean, that that's a that's a slippery slope. Yeah, it's obvious, obvious. clearly troubling. He's already they already proposed today. They announced uh, restrict further restricting abortion access. Well, luckily we put men in charge of legislating women's bodies. Yeah, that's, that's the good news. That's here. the good news. The, pu- pushing it down from fifteen weeks to six weeks. Oh, so like you basically don't get a positive test until is like, the silver five lining. Weeks. Is the silver lining. Matt, to all this is that this is so awful that he can't possibly win a national election if he gets the nomination. Well, if he doesn't I mean, win, this is an Trump awful. Wins. He's an awful so, like, man. He's better? an awful person. Like, better? What? Yeah. Here are this my personal almost, like, favorites. Sounds worse than Trump. You'll, here are my personal. I haven't even gotten to the yeah. diversity ones. These are my personal favorites. Oh. These are the ones that yeah. are cogent to this show, and mm-hmm. there's multiple of them. So, um, yeah. banning gender studies entirely from public universities. Right. That right. That makes sense. No gender studies. I guess that yeah, means just, you can't study men either. 
I, yeah. I, how about we just get rid of universities? I honestly, we're closing. Could that in. solve something? The universities can only teach non woke math, which is math that doesn't add up to you being poor. That's okay. how that works. Um, prohibiting public universities from spending any money of any kind on anything that quote espouses diversity, equity, and inclusion. So there goes uh, our. our we, so we can no longer apply for a grant uh, from a Florida. Oh, public forget university. a grant. Yeah, there's no way that they can they give us a grant. But like, if you were like a black acapella group, you're out. Yeah, like that. That's diversity, right? Like, so mm -hmm. the university can't do that. Banning all diversity and equity programs at public university. Um, right. That includes hiring programs, right? Like, they are not allowed to do that. I mean, once again, the good news here is that I have discovered that anti-woke means a, a misogynistic, racist piece of shit. Yeah, it's anti At least I have learned this. Oh, and homophobic, <laughs> yeah, of course. We'll pick an... Pick Transphobic. Phobia. Um, yeah, uh, extending don't say gay from it was kindergarten to third grade. They want to now extend it to eighth grade. So, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because you don't want to talk about that with kids in puberty. Yeah, I mean, they're waiting for now. They want you to hit puberty and not ever and still mention deny sexuality. who you are. Yeah, 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 and still be horribly hate hateful. Uh, and then, and this is unironic. Uh -huh. They are making, at the same time, making discriminatory statements about race, sex, gender identity, or sexual orientation, a category of free speech, a protected category of free speech, while banning the use of pronouns that don't correspond to, quote, immutable biological tra uh, traits. Wow. So, yeah, they're so just playing the hypocrisy You can game. say... Mm -hmm. Someone is um, effectively you can say something about like being, you know, gay or you could say, you like, I hate gays. Me, I get I, I get it. Yeah. So Florida, you have the freedom to not just to sum up this last one idea. side has one side has freedom. You have finally have the freedom to not study the damn N words. That's how it, that's basically how it how Florida is rolling right now. Right. Well, much more than just that, though, right? Like the damn any words. <laughs> Anything. Any group Anything. that has been sy systemically fucked over. Oh, well, already. You can't that study. Like, we, that sounds like CRT we, to me. So We can't study that can't portion study that. of our history, yeah. right? You're just. No, I'm not just CRT talking about land. race based, Matt. I mean, really, any any group. Oh, now you're now you're woke. You're out. You're fine. <laughs> Good. Ask me something else that you wanted to study, because the answer is, yeah. All right. No. So what I did was I generated a list of the hundred largest Florida headquartered companies. Finally, I'm understanding why why we're covering this. Who now topic. cannot say any pronouns, but are fully allowed to say the N word in staff trainings. That is well, protected free speech. speech. Yeah. Free so speech, yeah. according to MSCI data of the hundred largest Florida companies, ninety four percent of them do diversity in some way they mm -hmm. they have training programs they've made statements about diversity because sure, they're not morons yeah executive oversight of diversity all three 94 percent of the the mm -hmm. hundred largest 56 percent have a public diversity um policy for the workforce so they published a diversity policy in their okay. hiring and and stuff uh, and 19% have public diversity training and leadership that they've disclosed. Um, okay. Most, that seems low to me. That mm -hmm. What it means is most Florida companies are woke or partially woke. 
This is a big problem well, for Ron DeSantis. According to their definition of the term. According no, to Florida's. Not, not according to our definition. Well, yeah. Um, because here are the companies that are the wokest. Okay, and how do you define the wokest? They meet all that criteria. All three of those criteria. All three of those things. And Mm -hmm. I'm going down by market cap. So these are the the four largest wokest in Florida. They include Next Era Energy... A utility. Yeah, usually that usually is uh, associated with very liberal. Every time. Yeah. Every time. How about mm-hmm. CSX, the railroad company? Yeah, it's basically like a Che Guevara. I yeah. mean, it's basically, yeah, that it's basically a bunch of black lesbians hanging out mm-hmm. being like, how can we run this railroad Bell Hooks, around? I think, is the founder of CSX. How yeah. about this one? L3 Harris, the aerospace aerospace company. That's where uh, Tony Morrison was uh, COO, I believe. <laughs> I believe that's true. And then finally, MLK had an internship here at Carrier, yeah. the trucking and transportation oh, company. Oh, God. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, to be fair, there was, was a short summer internship. It was. It was It was like a paid internship yeah. in 1962. Sure it was. Um. So he, here's... Uh, a little flavor of who we can expect Ron DeSantis to attack is the wokest companies in Florida that he wishes to drive out. I used our data and on female influence. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that companies where female board influence is 5% or less. And they, there are many of them. Um, 27% F- 5%, female board influence is 5%, 5% or, less? or less. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, 20... So that means that the women on the board, according to our data, control five percent of the influence. Yeah. On the, on the, uh, that. I, oh, what, Jesus. That they usually these are usually companies with one to two women on the board who right. are don't have any token roles. They're token mm-hmm. at best. Exactly. Right. Twenty-seven percent of those companies have diversity policies or training. Right. Okay? Which is seems like a high number to me, actually. I suppose considering companies where women own five to 25% of the influence on the board, mm-hmm. two thirds of those companies have diversity policies. That's or training. a pretty big jump there. It's a pretty it's big... a huge jump. Basically right. you add that you give one woman a little bit of power and look what happens. So, okay. So it sounds like if you're, if you're like Vivek or like Ron DeSantis and you're afraid of all things like that involve women yeah, or vaginas, diversity generally you just don't hire women yeah and that'll keep that'll keep them from creating women-ish programs that, right the 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 women adjacent programs of and thus the meritocracy dream inaction. has come true because you're just surrounded by a bunch of dudes and here's how it gets worse as yeah. soon as you give women more than 25% of the power on the board right Three quarters, 75% of those companies have diversity policies or training. It just goes straight up. The more women you add, the more you see diversity policies and training, which means if Florida, here's the answer to all of your problems. Because I know Mm -hmm. like you're asking for our consultation here. The answer to all your problems of the diversity and equity and inclusion is don't have women with any power. That's how you do it. Uh, before we get out of here, Paul Hodgson from S-Gage, our sponsor, here to deliver a report on cybersecurity? Cybersecurity. Is think that a real thing? Yeah, cybersecurity. Is that real? Uh, like, uh, um, it's I not think a real thing. He, He's making that I up. I think it's, I mean, the only thing that exists anymore is diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? What is that? Like, 
Was that when you put your passcode into your iPhone? Is there, is there a bodyguard near you shielding people from? No, that's at when you? I that get a happened? notification from LastPass that like the master password company that, 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 they that failed all their once data again. was breached. And how does LastPass? <laughs> I wish we could ask Paul. How does LastPass still exist as a company? I don't know. But here's Paul. Hello, this is Paul Hodgson from S Gage with the S Gage statistic of the week, and today I'm going to focus on. Uh, directors with a cybersecurity skill uh, or background. Um, cybersecurity is becoming ever more important uh, for boards to have oversight of these days, especially with the new SEC rules coming up uh, that will increase the amount of disclosure that boards have to make uh, surrounding cybersecurity breaches and also increase the amount of disclosure that they have to make about their own expertise in the area um, including having to appoint a director with cybersecurity expertise. So SGAGE put together looking at just under half of the S&P 500 and about a fifth of the Russell 3000. And they have um, come up with the total number of directors with cybersecurity skills. They used a bunch of keywords to figure out which directors those were. And uh, amongst the 671 companies they surveyed in the rest of the Russell 3000, uh, there were 1,831 directors with cybersecurity skills, and in the S&P 500, there were almost 800. And what they also did was, as well as looking at the and trying to identify those directors with cybersecurity experience, they also looked at their background and to see where they came from, as it were. And one of the surprising things uh, that well, it seems surprising to me anyway that so few of them had uh, a chief information officer or a chief technology officer background, less than 10% in both the S&P 500 and the Russell 3000 had that background. Um, and only third in the Russell 3000 and about two-fifths in the S&P 500 have a technology background which again seems a little odd to me. One would have thought that there would be more of them there. Very few have a risk management background, which one would have thought would have been appropriate as well. In fact, the largest proportion um, have a human resources or a human capital background, which I'm finding a little difficult to figure out why you would have that background and have cybersecurity expertise. One would think that maybe technology would be uh, or risk would be the most appropriate. And then there's a lot also, you know, two-fifths basically in both indices have a corporate governance background. So I, I did a little calculation um, to see how many directors per board or what percentage of all directors there were that had cybersecurity experience um, just in the S&P 500. So, so just a kind of rough estimate, say there's typically 10 directors per board um, so with the total number of directors that we've identified with cybersecurity experience, that would mean that 35% um, of all directors have cybersecurity experience in aggregate across the boards, which would mean that about three and a half directors uh, per board would have cybersecurity experience. So some with four, some with three, and so on and so forth. So those are the findings uh, from our short survey of directors with cybersecurity experience. And this is Paul Hodgson signing off S-Gage Statistic of the Week. That was Paul Hodgson. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Let's do this thing. International Thanks, Women's Day. Sorry, sorry to depress you, but, you know, facts are depressing. I, honestly, you should hate everything. So that was Paul Hodgson. This is International Women's Day. We know now more about cybersecurity. 
meritocracy, Florida, and women than any other. No other show is doing this much on that. This show was Business Pants. You are our listener. You should go actually rate us and write a review about this. Uh, one People of our reviews that, said that we yeah. were leftist socialist gaslighters. I mean, it could be true. I loved it. If I'm going to be a gaslighter, I guess that is the one I would choose to I be. I would love it if all the anti-woke came to the show, gave us five stars, and wrote about how we were socialist tree-hugging gaslighter. Yeah, write, write us a review, haters. Yeah, write us some reviews because that works for us. Otherwise, come back tomorrow when we're going to do more stuff, whatever that stuff is. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>